This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Blood Red podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Pinnock, today, and I'm joined by Amy and Lauren from the Red Men TV Women's podcast to discuss Liverpool women because something quite exciting happened on Sunday and they beat Bristol City 4-2 to win the Women's Championship and get promoted back into the WSL so that's brilliant and Amy it's been a couple of days now you've had a chance to let us sink in but you know both of you have covered the team quite closely over the last few years and in a way you've sort of been on this journey with them so now you've had a couple of days how are you feeling about promotion now and and winning the title? Um, ecstatic and I feel like I'll probably be ecstatic for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> it's been it's been surreal. Um, it, we did a, a podcast earlier and we were saying that um, it feels like it's been so long overdue. Obviously, the fact that we didn't get promoted last season when our aim was to go up the first time asking. Um, so I guess although it was painful at the time, it seems even sweeter now because we, we've had to wait so long for it. Um, and we've been the team has been through some really, really tough times over the last couple of seasons. And obviously covering that hasn't always been um, nice and rosy and and fun. But I feel like when you support a team, you support them through the good times, um, but more importantly, through the bad times as well. So I feel like we've definitely done that. Um, We've learned a lot. We've learned a lot about how to sort of manage when we do lose and, and what content we put out, all that sort of thing. But it's an ecstatic feeling to win the league. Um, I mean, Liverpool belong in the WSL and to do it in the way we do, in the way we've done, sorry, with two games left to go, I don't really feel like you could ask for much more from this team, to be honest. Um, it's a, an unbelievable run, especially this season. And now I just can't wait for the WSL. I think it's just going to be super exciting. And Lauren, I sort of want to rewind now a couple of years back to the 2019-20 season, obviously the heartbreak of getting relegated and the manner in which it happened as well, because obviously everything was stopped because of the pandemic. And while the men's team could carry on and, and go on and win the Premier League, which is incredible for the club, but the women's team weren't able to do that and and play themselves out of a relegation fight. And, and the league was decided on a points per game basis. And ultimately they did get relegated. But for you, what, what do you think was wrong with the club at the time and how they sort of, because not even well about 10 years ago really they, they were winning back-to-back league titles and now they've sort of struggled what do you think allowed the club to fall away from teams like Manchester City and Chelsea and and what do you think went wrong that season that that meant that they were in the position that they found themselves in um I, I, it's, I think it's difficult to kind of pinpoint an exact reason I think we've spoken about this on our podcast before about you know, we couldn't quite keep up with Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal. You know, they were they were pumping a lot of money into their women's side and I don't think Liverpool could quite keep up with that at the time. So I think that's kind of where we started to fall away a little bit. Um, as them teams were sort of getting bigger and bigger, ours was kind of just staying how it was. And, you know, you started losing quite key players to those teams or they were going abroad to play somewhere else. So... You know, once you start losing key players like that, that's when you could kind of see the difference in, in how the team and and how it was going and stuff. And then obviously we've had a, a, a couple of managers over the seasons. You know, no one was really being able to implement 
their style on this team for for a while now. And I think, you know, having Matt come in in the summer, he he can now do that. He's been able to do that this season. He can move forward with that plan now with the club. And I I, I do think the club's in, in in quite a good place at the minute, which is really nice to see. And um, they've got good support in the background, and they've got you know the the team at the minute, and that they're only going to get better. So. Yeah, it, it was quite a bittersweet feeling, when, like like you said there, you know, the men being able to go on and win the league that season, us getting relegated in the, the way in which we did, because, you know, we were kind of really going in, coming into our own at that point in the season. We were having a really good run of form. We were, although we weren't winning games, we was we, we kind of looked like we might have been able to just nick it at the end to stay up, which was, which makes it really frustrating for us thinking back on it now, but. Um, yeah, there's no point in dwelling on it now. You know, it, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, we're back there now, which is which is the most important thing. Absolutely, and and Amy, obviously, the team weren't able to to come straight back up, which probably would have. And you sort of alluded to it. There was probably that expectation that Liverpool would go down and and come straight back up. Um, but that wasn't the case. And and I think Matt put it quite well in his post match. Um, interview on Sunday that no one has a divine right to be there and you've got to earn your right to be there um, which they've certainly done this season but what do you think obviously they went through changes and you know they parted ways with Vicky midway through last year as well um, but but what sort of went wrong last season that meant that was it just that teams were better than them or, or do you think that they hadn't quite found their stride at that point and heading into this season was was it promotion or nothing? You know, was it anything but promotion going to be a big disappointment for Liverpool, given you know the the recruitment that they're done and and bringing Matt in and and the changes that they're made as well. Hundred percent. I think last the last season was was really tough. Obviously, both on and off the pitch. I think the main it's hard to pinpoint one exact thing that that could be given to the cause of why we we weren't able to clinch promotion last season I think there were a lot of things off the pitch that caused just so much disruption throughout the team um obviously you had Vicky go you had the process of an interim manager coming in you didn't know who was going to be replaced as a permanent manager and and obviously within that you're going to have players that are going to be um unsettled by it so it's very hard then to go and ask a team to go out and perform at 100% of their ability week in, week out when there's all that going on behind the scenes. Like we say all the time now, football isn't just physical, it's mental as well. And if you're mentally switched on, um, you, you play better. So I think there was a lot of things like going on in the background off the pitch that could have affected all of the players. Um, and I think another element was it, of it was t- the teams in the league at that point were really good. Um the championship has come leaps and bounds over the last couple of seasons and in fair play to Leicester they they probably did, over us deserve to get promoted last season um although they've struggled a bit in the WSL this um this year last season I think they they got the better of us on most of the games that we played against them um so I think it, that, that also comes into play I think what's changed this season is Matt's come in and he's just completely steadied the ship I think everyone had a very clear idea of what Matt was here to do, what the what first of all, what the one year plan is, but then what the the five year plan is, what the ten year plan is. Um and I think everyone just seemed so much more cohesive this season in, in working towards getting promotion. And you're probably right, 
I don't think Liverpool could have afforded to have another season in the Championship. I think this was the season to do it. Um, and obviously Matt recruited well, brought in Kiernan, who scored so many goals for us this season and been a, a vital part of of the, the fact that we were able to pull away so many points so early on. Um, so I think everyone just seems to be that really, really tight-knit group. And that's what you need in a football team um, to go out each week and, and put on the shirt, not just for the, the club, but for, for each other. Um, and you can see that the celebrations on Sunday showed how close all, all those girls are to each other and to the fans as well. Um, but yeah, it just felt right this season. It's a hard, it's it's like hard to explain the feeling, but I think every every cog joined up perfectly, and um, it just proves that in, in the fact that we're now promoted and now champions. Yeah, I want to get your thoughts on that as as well, Lauren. Obviously, we've talked about it there about the changes that were made, particularly in the summer by bringing Matt in and I think the club recruited quite smartly as well by signing players like Jazz, like Yana and Carla that have obviously played with under Matt at, at Bristol City which I think maybe that sort of recruitment helps because you're signing players that understand the manager, know how he works, know what he expects from you and everything like that but but what's been the the key factor for you this season that has allowed Liverpool to go on this incredible unbeaten run in the league and I think they've scored the most in the league this season but also conceded the least as well so um, they, they've just been exceptional on, on all counts really so what's been the key thing for you this year that has really allowed them to to push on? Yeah I think it's kind of similar to what Amy's saying in terms of recruitment obviously you mentioned there that we, we didn't concede much this season and that's down to Rachel Laws. I mean, we obviously had Riley on in the on, in goal earlier on in the season. Obviously, her injury was just one of those freak accidents that you'd just never expect, and so that was really unfortunate for her because she was going through a really good good spell at, um, in 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 goal. But yeah, Rachel Laws this season has been unbelievable. You know the amount of clean sheets that she's got, um, just the consistency of her has been really key to us, you know, clinching promotion when we have. And the same as what Amy said, the the mentality of the players has been has been absolutely amazing this season. You know, we touched on it with them all being a really good friends, aren't both on and off the pitch. And that really contributes to it as well because if you if you work well together, everything's gonna click on the click on the pitch as well. So yeah, it's definitely. I think definitely the mentality of the squad this season's a lot different, and you can you can sense that even not you know being not being around them on a daily basis, you can sense that on the pitch and off the pitch that the team is just in a really good moment right now, um, and has been all season. So I think that's just kind of been just the the little difference in last year's team compared to this year. It's just the mentality of the squad and. They all just want to play for each other and for the club. It's not about anything else other than just wanting to achieve what they have achieved this season. And yeah, I think with that being the goal since day one, it's kind of helped them to sort of get to that point now, which is which is really nice. Definitely, and and Amy, um, this summer is going to be quite a big one for the team. Of course, you know they've probably got a lot to think about recruitment wise and I did pick up on it when Matt was talking on Sunday and he sort of said about how there will be changes in the summer and feel free to tell me to shut up if I'm stupid for being a little bit worried but the thing that I was sort of worried about from Matt was if there's too many changes um, in terms of 
players moving on and, and players coming in. I think we've seen it quite a bit with the women's team in the past where so many players would move on. And I think that tends to happen with the women's game in general, partly because of player contracts tends to be a little bit shorter than they are in the men's game. But certain summers, particularly, and this may have sort of contributed to why Liverpool have struggled over the years, is that so many players would move on and they've signed so many players as well, which on the face of it looks good because you're, you're signing players, you're building your squad. But I think it can quite easily move into quite dangerous territory of where you, you're potentially going to be in a bit of a relegation fight. You've got survival to think about. Maybe the last thing you need as well is to to have to gel together loads of new players and effectively put together a new squad. So do you think that's something that Liverpool need to be careful with this summer, that they try and retain as, as many of the players in the squad at the moment as possible while making the key additions that they need rather than a complete overhaul effectively? The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yeah, I think I think we've built a really, really strong foundation this season, especially. I think you can just see that in the pure fact that we've got the trophy and, and we're going up. Um, I guess, yeah, you're right. I think on one side, you could look at it, why would you ruin something that's, that's clearly worked this season? Um, but then on the other hand, it is a big step up from the championship to the WSL. I think we've seen how much Leicester have struggled this season um, with keeping quite a, a lot of their players on and obviously recruiting in as well. Um, but I think when you look at our team and you look at who's in it, you see a lot of WS, WSL experience anyways. You've got Mel Lawley in there, Meg Campbell, who joined in the summer. Fahey's played in that league before. Raza Roberts has played in the league before. Um, so you'd like to think we have... a a good standard of experience within that top league as it is at the minute. I think there's always room to to add a few more players. Um, and I guess there's a conversation about some of them, whether they are at the standard that Liverpool Football Club needs them to be in order to, to keep us away from relegation next season. And of course, you don't ever want to see anyone go. I feel like the team is just great at the minute and to lose anyone would would sort of ruin the, the, the cohesion a little bit. But you do have to think like, we don't want to be that team that goes up and comes straight back down again. Um, and I think in that sense, Matt will be will be a little bit ruthless in um, shifting those that he doesn't think are at the level to to compete next season. And it's always it's always great to have new players come in. And uh, we were talking on the weekend. I ain't got a clue when any of them are going to be that come in. It's going to be really really tough. But um, yeah, as as well, you look at it that we've got a really really strong team at the minute, and you wouldn't want to lose what we have by having a massive overhaul, which you see happen time and time again. Um, but only time will tell. But I'm sure we will lose some players um, and hopefully we bring in some some really great players as well to, to help us continue in the league. Definitely. And, and Lauren, are there any players in the squad at the moment that you think we absolutely have to keep a hold of you, whatever the cost? And as well as that, the sort of positions in the squad that you think we need a bit of extra depth there and... Anywhere that you think we could do with a bit of extra quality? I want to keep them all. I don't want anyone to go. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like Amy said then, it's it's a really good group at the minute, so it's kind of like you don't want anyone to leave. Um, I think you can always benefit from someone who can score goals. Goals win your game. So, you know, Amy touched on it earlier with, you know, with Leanne Kane, the form that she's been in this season. Um, we've obviously brought Katie Stengel in as well. Hair con- I'm pretty sure her contract goes through till next season as well. So 
you know, you, you're keeping them two up front, which is nice, but it it'll never hurt to add another another goal scorer to the team, I don't think. Um I think also maybe just a bit more depth in midfield is always nice. I mean, we've had a couple of injuries this season that have kind of affected what affected our midfield, but I think we could really benefit from someone who can sort of do that holding midfield role. Uh, and I think as well, you know, Carl Humphrey signed in the summer, but you haven't seen a lot of her this season. And I think she she will be like a new sign in the summer for us in terms of just the way she plays. You know, she is suited to a league like like the WSL. That is that is where she will shine. She she's that type of player that can sort of, you know, she's she's in those little pockets and she can create something and and that's that's going to be key for us next season in terms of you know link up play and stuff. So, I th- yeah, there's there's a couple of people who, who you know you definitely need to keep on next year. Um, and just you know anyone who's willing, you know, when when our team in the top division, we're going to be more, um, you know, players are going to look at us and think I want to play for them. You know, Liverpool Football Club in the in the women's Super League is is you know one of the biggest teams that you could play for. So we are going to look, um, we are going to look good to some players and someone who are out of contract or maybe fancy a move. So, yeah, I, I feel like the the world's kind of your oyster in terms of what, who you want to go for. And, you know, Mac could probably have a pick of a few players who, who fancy the challenge with us next season. For sure. And, and Amy, it's going to be quite an exciting season next year. Obviously, there's the Merseyside derby coming back, which will be exciting and, and big games in Chelsea, Man City, Arsenal. But obviously, I think we will be quite wary of what's happened to Villa and, and Leicester in the last couple of years where they've come up and they've struggled. Um, I mean, Villa have done quite a bit better this year, but their first season, they they were in a relegation fight and it, and it went down to the final day. And, and Leicester, I think, are just fortunate that Birmingham City have probably just been that bit worse than them this year, that Birmingham City look like, unless there's any, anything drastic happens in the last few weeks of the season, that Birmingham will go down. So Leicester have been quite fortunate and, and they've probably got a lot to think about next season. But is that something that, that Liverpool need to be wary of? Obviously, teams, it can probably be quite difficult for teams where you go from winning practically every week in, in the championship to, to suddenly coming up against the likes of Chelsea, Arsenal, City. And, and what do you think will be important for Liverpool next year to make sure that they do maintain that top flight status? And like you said earlier, that they, they don't come straight back down. It's, it's going to be really tough. And I think I think we all know that. You only have to look at the um, the cup game the other week against Arsenal at, at, at Prenton Park to see that we're up against some real, real opposition. No, no disrespect to the championship teams that are half, but most of them gave us a really good games, um, a really good go over the last season as well. But when you look at Chelsea, Arsenal, City, who all are, are sort of pushing for for Champions League state to something that we've obviously not seen in quite a long time. Um, they're, they're some of the best teams in, in, in the world at the minute playing some incredible football have the, the, the biggest players the stars in their teams um, so I think it's going to be strange um, I, th- I don't think Liverpool have been full flying in the WSL for, for quite a few seasons probably since we lifted the trophy all that time ago so I think just just being wary but also not letting heads drop if if we do go a couple of games without picking up a point or we do get a hefty scoreline defeat against one of the the top sides because i think 
although I, it pains me to say it, we're going to at least be, um, be destroyed by a couple of teams. I think at one point during the season, as much as I hate saying it, it's, it's, it's the reality. But again, just just not not pointing the blame, not letting heads drop, just continuing on with, with our season and, and picking the games where you can pick up a point, you can pick up a couple three points. Um, just pinpointing throughout the season the main targets to to get those points I think is going to be essential but I think it all depends on our recruitment as we've already spoken about in the in the summer who we bring in who we keep um but it's sure it's sure it's going to be exciting and the most side derby I can't wait for it's going to be unreal <laughs> definitely that's one that I'm looking forward to as well uh, but Lauren for me I think having Matt in charge I think gives me quite a bit bit of confidence I think maybe with Villa and, and Leicester in particular coming up they've probably had quite inexperienced managers um, obviously they've kept their managers from the championship um, and obviously Villa in their first season had to bring in an in, like an interim halfway through the season in order to help them stay up and obviously they brought in Carla Ward this year and, and I think that's helped them massively so do you think having such an experienced manager in Matt to sort of guide us through the first season in in the WSL, do you think that will be quite crucial for Liverpool and that might give them a bit of a boost compared to maybe what Leicester and Villa had when they got promoted? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, having Mathe, like you said, he's a very experienced manager. Um, he's been about on a couple of teams now across the league. So, you know, he knows, he knows what he's doing in the job. Um, you know, there's no doubt that there, there was questions in the summer from both myself and Amy as well you know we did say you know is he the right person to to sort of take us where you want want to go but he 100% is you know when you speak to him he's he's nothing but professional um and that's what you need you need a you need someone who's got the head screwed on in this league and he definitely does have that um so yeah you know they they they'll already be thinking he'll already be have a plan in his head about what he's thinking about season and you know it, it is a, it's a marathon not a sprint for, for me so you know you can't be disappointed next year like Amy said if there's a couple of games where you know you, you don't have the best the best game or you know you don't have a good run of form it's a it's a tough league it's a difficult league and we're not going to go straight back into the WSL and be flying um in the top three top four it, yeah, it's it's about just keeping keeping our heads level and just getting by for the probably the next two seasons. You, you look at it as a five year plan rather than a than a two year plan. And I think as long as we can keep some consistency in in managers and backroom staff and and the squad as well, you know, like you said, if you're chopping and changing the squad, it it it, it may not help. So. I think just having that bit of consistency and, and Matt leading the way, I, d- I don't think we can see many issues ahead of us in, in this in the season coming. Yeah, and um, Amy, Matt spoke about, you know, the four or five year plan that's sort of in place and obviously promotion was probably the first step in that. But And that, that's probably largely down to the extra support and more support that they're probably getting higher up at the club as well which maybe they didn't have previously but what do you think or what would you like to see more from the club moving forward in terms of the support that's that's given to the women's team I I think the training ground's quite a quite a big one I'm I'm not too sure what um because obviously they've got the contract with Tranmere 
Um, I'm not sure if you guys are more clued up on when that sort of expires and obviously the club have uh, exploring their options in terms of when that's up and where they might move to and I know they've trained at the AXA a couple of times this season but is that something you'd like to see more on a more permanent basis moving forward and you know is that support from the club you know moving forward in terms not just financially but in terms of and the fact that Jürgen was speaking about the women's team and the messages from Trent is having that support from the men's side so important moving forward and in terms of that four five year plan um what will be key for you know because obviously they're going to be targeting you know eventually you know it will take time but they're going to be targeting the title they're going to be targeting champions league but obviously that will come with time but what for you would you like to see from the club in the next few years really in terms of support I think it's tough, really. I think the training ground's always going to be a conversation until it either happens or we are we're presented with an alternative permanent home, whether that's our own training ground or moving elsewhere. I think it's always going to be a talking point. Um, I I love the fact that Jurgen spoke about the team, that Trent's sending the message. I think um, we've we've tried as a club to do that one team mentality I don't think we've quite got it as much as City have at the minute um I think they're paving the way in that they were the first to do it and they've, they've come re- really really far with that but I think we're we're putting in steps to to try and get to that and I think it's 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 just so essential if if the women can look to the men if and if the men can look to the women and it's really cohesive Think, like, think how much they can learn from each other. Like um, the men has been professional for so many more years. The women's only been professional for is it, 10 or 11 years now in the WSL. Um, the women can learn so much from the men and in hand that will make the team stronger, more knowledgeable to, to allow you to go and then compete for, for titles and stuff. But I think the, the, the club, even from when me, me and Lauren have been covering it over the last few years, um, there has been so much more effort put in, especially this season. Like we had that fan park before the um the Durham game, um where John Barnes came, Farrah Williams came down. There was a nice little we we me and Lauren tried the miles per hour penalty kick. It was awful. Um, just things like that, getting people involved, no matter what age, where where you where you're traveling from, all that kind of thing. Um, so there is a there's a massive push in the right direction. I think there's a long way to go. Don't get me wrong. This is the first season where they've really tried it um a long way to go but I think the way is just bringing the teams together really making that we are one team a real ethos throughout the whole of the club um and hopefully we'll start to see that over the next few seasons but I think as well getting a permanent home that's a big one um Tramir's great I'm not too sure how long we have left and I think we're definitely there next season um but we need our own home we need to be in red those green chairs uh, green those blue chairs don't do it for me um, we need to be in red, but um, even if we did something like Everton have done, they've got they've got their own home in Walton Hall Park, um, and train with the lads at Finch Farm. So if we're looking, are we looking at that kind of model? I don't know. It would be great, but yeah, I think that's probably one of the main things um, to look at. But there's just there's, there's time for it, isn't there? there? There's there's more there's more that can be done, and hopefully we'll start to see that. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Absolutely. And of course, making sure they stay up next season is is the first step to that, I think. Um, But in terms of the women's game in general, Lauren, it's quite an exciting time. Um, 
obviously watching the Champions League in the last few weeks and, and Barcelona selling out the Camp Nou again. Um, obviously, just watching the scenes, like I, I watched the game um, when they played Real Madrid in, in their quarterfinals and just the atmosphere and, and watching the women's game at the Camp Nou is just it was quite surreal and it's just the interest in it and the fact that they've sold it out again and, and we're seeing it quite a lot now in the women's game and even the attendance at Ashton Gate on Sunday, it was over the 5,000 mark and it was a record in, in the championship, which was brilliant. So obviously in terms of covering the women's game the last few years, like how much, how, like how happy does it make you to see that we're starting to reach a stage where it's just coming on leaps and bounds and record after record is just being broken and, and the interest in it is clearly you know, growing as well. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's um, it it's grown quite quickly. I think it's gone um at a much faster pace than a lot of people expected. But it just shows that that, that you know that there's a market there for it. You know, you've really got to look at the the women's Euros this summer as well. You know, tickets selling out for that um within an hour. You know, the, the there's people there who want who want to watch women's football and who um want to support it and. You've got to just keep keep pushing it for that. You know, you look at the what the Scotland women's team have have done over on social media the last couple of days with with the issues with their games and stuff in terms of tickets being available. You know, like you're saying there, the Camp Nou sold out over ninety thousand people going there for the second time. The women's Euros are selling out. There's a market there for it, and people have got to realise that now, and governing bodies have got to realise that now that. You know, it's not it's not the fans. It it's them that need to to give the opportunities to people because the teams are there for it, the players are there for it, and the fans are there for it. So it's just about pushing that now. And I think the women's Euros this summer will be a huge one, especially with it being a home Euros in in the UK is going to be is going to be massive. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just a really exciting time, and you just feel like there's there's constantly another record being broken, something else to speak about in the game. That's just bringing it, bringing so much more positive light on the women's on the women's side. So yeah, it's um it's a really exciting time to be a women's football fan, and I'm just glad that you know Liverpool itself now can get uh, back in the top league and sort of get on get on board with all that now we spoke about in our podcast earlier on about um you know games being easier to watch uh especially for the, the away ones that you can't attend you know we, we struggled so much this season not being able to watch games at all and so to have you know that accessibility as well um is huge so yeah it's just there's there's constantly something improving in the women's game, and I think especially after the summer and going over the next two three years, there's going to just be even more that's gonna that's gonna get better for it. Definitely, and and Amy as well. We haven't even touched on the increasing coverage of the women's game as well. Obviously, I just realised as as Laura mentioned it there that that a fair few of the Liverpool women's games are going to be shown on Sky Sports now. Obviously, with, with the WSL being shown on there as well, so. What have you sort of made in the last few years of, of the increase in coverage from a media perspective? And obviously, um, I sort of want to ask as well, because your fan channel is is quite important, I think, as well, in terms of growing the women's game, obviously associated with the Redmen TV as well. But in terms of fans having a place that they can go to to get that coverage that maybe isn't on the TV and things like that. So what what have you made of the coverage in the last few years and as well your contributions to it? The coverage is, is incredible. Um, I think we've called out for years 
to have the access and now we have the access um it's the knock-on effect is that people are beginning to watch it um and that's that's all you can ever ask for um it's from past experience when we first started doing this podcast none of the games were ever showed so you either go to the game or you don't see it <laughs> or you see highlights four days after so it was almost impossible I, I just remember sometimes we sit down and we do a podcast and we're like we haven't even seen the game it's 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 ridiculous because you just didn't get that access but you see it on sky sports you see it on bbc you can literally just turn on your telly and it comes on it's it's so easy now and it, it just opens up that whole new network of of people to to get involved and to watch it and it only takes five minutes of your time to, to turn on your telly and go oh i'm actually getting into this if you've not seen it before it's, it's just a game of football isn't it so it's super super easy and in terms of our channel, God, we're going into our fifth season next next season, which is absolutely baffles my head each time. Um, each time it comes around to our whatever anniversary it is, I'm like, oh God, we've got to make content for that because um, we always forget, but it's gone so fast. And I think at the start, because people didn't have that access, I think we felt like we were quite important and, and, and kind of had a service for people. Um, and ever since then, we've just kind of created this community where um, they can tweet us any thoughts about the game. They can ask us questions for the game, what time to kick off, even something as simple as that. Or um, in our YouTube comments, they they look on and they they agree with what they're saying. They challenge what we're saying, which is, is a really um, important part of it as well, because not everything me and Lauren say is, is, any, is everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> um so it's nice to sort of be challenged on it and I hope people I hope people enjoy it um because we both we both love doing it and I think um when you've been doing it for this long it's almost like um your your second job it's 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 crazy that um we we do it it's it's a lot of it's a lot of work and it's a lot of time and and sometimes life does get in the way but I don't think either of us would would ever change it um and it just makes moments like last weekend even better because we can go on and, and and share it with the with the rest of the community, which is yeah, it's it's no better feeling really. And I hope next season as we go up, we'll get a few more people involved. We'll get we'll grow the the community even bigger. Um, so that's that's the goal I think. For sure, and just to end on, I do want to talk a little bit about the Euros this summer because I'm quite excited. I've got my tickets for the final. I've got my tickets for the opening game at Old Trafford, although not quite keen on it being at Old Trafford to be honest as a Liverpool fan but I'm really excited for the Euros this summer I mean usually I'm not too interested in the national team particularly on the men's side of it but for the women's team like I was devastated when they got knocked out of the World Cup a few years ago and um, I've been really excited for the Euros obviously it feels like it's been a long time coming because it got delayed and I remember going to a media event um, a couple of years ago um, before the pandemic and it was marking 500 days until the women's Euros when it was supposed to take place and obviously it's been been pushed back now and now it's finally here and it, and it's a home Euros and I think it's an exciting England squad at the moment as well and I sort of wanted to get your thoughts on on the Euros Lauren and um, how excited you are for the tournament and, and just how far you think England can go and, and what that will do for the women's game particularly in this country if England have a successful summer. Yeah, it'll be huge. I mean, you, you looked at the buzz around the 2019 World Cup and, you know, we won't get into the semi-final of that, the, the buzz it created 
um, around the country and, and whatnot. You know, you'd, you'd love to see the beer gardens fall like they were for the Menjoros and how that reacted. That would be that would be amazing. But yeah, just um, like, like I said earlier, you know, the, the ticket sound that's just a huge positive in itself. Um, for me, it was like it was getting to any game that I could get tickets for. Really, um, it wasn't just about England women; it was about experiencing every every um country this this summer. You know, getting to know new plays. You know, you've seen loads of of teams come on leaps and bounds, especially the likes of Spain and stuff over the last couple of years, which makes it even more exciting. Um, it's exciting because the USA on in it, so everyone's not just focused on them, and you know they've always been the one team that everyone's just like, well, they're gonna win it anyway. So, um, but yeah, you know, I do fancy England's chances. I think we'll, I think we will have a good, a good tournament. Obviously, um, it's interesting to see what kind of squads is going to be picked, but I think anyone that goes is is always going to give one hundred percent. And obviously, with the new manager coming in as well, she's obviously won the won this competition previously with the Netherlands. So. Um. Yeah, it puts us in a in a good position. So, yeah, it's just really exciting. It's it's nice. It's you know, like like you touched on earlier. I'm I'm not one for international football either. But when these big tournaments do come around, you do, you do get that buzz and that excitement for it. So, uh, yeah, it should it should be a good tournament. Yeah. And who are your favourites, Amy? Obviously, the the obvious answer is England. But but what other teams would you be looking out for this summer? Um. I love the Netherlands. I feel like I know quite a lot of the players that play in that in that team. Um, I just love Miedemar as a player. I think she's she's incredible. Um, as well as like Van der Donk or, or all of them who've been in the WSL before that you can you, you've you've been able to follow quite closely. I think they're quite an exciting team. Um, but yeah, I I think to be honest, I am just looking forward to seeing England. I know it's a little bit cliche, but um. It's, it feels like they're going to use that hurt and that negativity that came from the World Cup falling short of a medal um, and bring it into a competition where they've got a, a coach who's won it previously. Um, they've got a, a really strong squad that's full of youth and experience. Um, and obviously, you've almost got a new captain. Leah Williamson's not ever captained a, a huge major tournament before, so I think she's going to take that... Um, and grab it by the horns really and, and really run with it um but yeah it's it's super exciting and as lauren said i'd love everyone to get behind it um and seeing the beer flying everywhere that would be really really great um i feel like it's gonna fly by so everyone needs to sort of enjoy it while we can definitely and that's all we've got time for today i want to thank you both for joining me to to talk about Liverpool women and and hopefully it'll be another exciting season next year as well and hopefully if you join up again it'll be positive things to talk about um but thanks again and yeah we look forward to seeing you next season you've been listening to the blood red podcast from the Liverpool Echo